Hi, I'm Dino Tripodis. Tonight on Whiskey Business, if you're a fan of rye whiskey, Old Overholt is stepping into something brand new. Tonight on Whiskey Business. When I first used to wander into liquor stores at a young age, not the, not the man you see in front of you this evening, but when I was of age to go in and would search out various whiskeys, it was uh, not a lot of selection. The, the whiskey renaissance that we've been going through over the last, oh gosh, 10 years or so, hadn't taken place, you know, and liquor stores were just that. They were liquor stores, just dingy spots where you just quietly snuck in and got your bottle and and, and, and ran out like, you know, like a criminal in the night to get whatever booze you want. Not these lovely liquor agencies that we have now where people are informed they can help you and so forth and so on. But I wanted to try something different one night. I wanted to try some rye whiskey. And when I went to look for the selections of rye whiskey, there was just one, one, one on the shelf. It was this one, Old Overholt, straight rye whiskey. That's it. And for some reason, I think I think the reason I wanted to try was I was watching an old movie and they were drinking rye whiskey, you know. And I and I thought, okay, I want to try some rye whiskey. I tried it. I liked it, and I kept saying to myself, man, why aren't there more ryes? Eventually. Eventually, and I actually said this, I always take credit for it, I actually said this when I was working at the radio station years ago that Rye was going to be making a huge comeback. And everybody said, nah, 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 it's all about the bourbon. Bourbons are great. We've had a lot of great bourbons on this show. But Rye's, Rye's are a very special, special creature. They're a thing of their own. And tonight on Whiskey Business, hi, I'm Dino Tripodis. Welcome to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. We get whiskey-centric once again with uh, Old Overholt Straight Rye Whiskey. Not this one. This one we've already had. We had this on our, our two-part uh, Christmas special when we uh, narrated uh, and, and did commentary on It's a Wonderful Life. And that was our whiskey of choice because we wanted something that we thought might be behind the bar at Martini's. And we thought that uh, a bottle of Old Overholt might be behind the bar. Uh, and that's why we went with this yeah. one. If you want to watch four men, grown men cry and drink some <laughs> rye whiskey, and we that's went through, the, that's we the went podcast through, to watch. We went through two bottles of it. So, yeah, we, you know, it's a long movie and a lot of crying. But tonight we're very excited because uh, there, there's been a little, a little bit of a transformation in uh, Old O. And they're stepping their game up in a big way. And thus far, the reaction has been spectacular across the board. Um, with the release of Old Overholt 114, which we're going to get into. We're actually going to get into a lot of Old Overholts tonight with our very special guest, Bradford Lawrence, rye whiskey specialist, is with us. Hello, hello. And whiskey ambassador Beth Burroughs is with us, American whiskey ambassador. I should, yes. I should, I should say that specifically. And I thought that you guys actually... This was like a, a stop along the way, and that we just had to work it out. But I've been told tonight that you actually drove up from Louisville. Louisville. Yes, sir. Am I saying it right? Like, pretend you have just a whole bunch of Louisville, cotton in your mouth. Louisville, Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. And you came all the way from Philadelphia. That's correct, yeah. So I'm 
flattered, I'm honored, and, and consider myself blessed because um, uh, with some of my uh, uh, whiskey friends on Instagram, uh, some of them have gotten to the 114 mm. and have tried it, and they're raving about it. And I kept answering back, they're going to be on Whiskey Business tonight. They're going to be on Whiskey <laughs> Business tonight. And uh, everybody says, uh, tell them hi, tell them hello. They love the product so far. Awesome. I have not had the pleasure of trying it yet. So I don't know where we're going to start on this journey, but I want to learn, obviously, as much as I can about what you got coming out okay. and also find out a little bit about you guys as well. You know? Sure. Perfect. So um, let's start by pouring our, our, our first bottle, yes. uh, getting our first pour. And while mm -hmm. you're doing that, we'll discuss some other things. Uh, so I would imagine that, Bradford, you're going to be at the helm of this as Pretty far, much, as, yeah, as, far yeah. as our order goes. So you know what? I, I think we're going to level set. Level set. And start from like where we used to be and it's just to get our palates right this is the 80 proof that everybody is very familiar with which you had Cheers. it during christmas yep and and still and after christmas <laughs> this yeah. is the breakfast what, real quick while he's pouring this let me give some of the business if that's all right oh hands yeah, i'm just, sorry i got so excited about our guests i, I, I am told, too and you would think after four years <laughs> that <laughs> every, i would remember episode, to let you do the business every episode okay. i have to remind you but now that we have a drink in our hand, this will be more All right, palatable do the business. for everyone. Do the business. I'm sorry. Whiskey <laughs> Business is on whiskeybusinesspod.com, uh, where you can find all of our uh, archived episodes and a bunch of uh, blogs that Dino has written. Um, but uh, also, Whiskey Business is, you know, if, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcasting app and you are subscribed already, thank you very much. But if you're not, go ahead and subscribe. But uh, I wanted to let you know that Whiskey Business is also on YouTube. Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Uh, we do a great job editing uh, all these videos, and they're the, the raw, unedited version. So mm. even if you've listened to the podcast, yes, they are the raw ones. <laughs> you can go back and watch uh, all the cut nonsense that I cut out. Which I cannot do without the man who's speaking right now. That's Greg Hansberry on the audio side, and of course, the genius that is John Whitney on the video side. Johnny. There's the thumb. There's the thumb that's made a thousand videos. That's right. Yeah, so subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe yeah. to Whiskey title. Business right there and uh, click on uh, the uh, bell, the, uh, that little notification icon right there, and you'll get an, uh, an alert every time we have a, a new video, whether it's a, a full podcast or like a, a, a fun little short. We're, we might be doing some tastings coming up, that kind of thing. Yep. Uh, on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, share. Share with uh, all your... Yep. I'm actually going to a, a, a tasting next week with some whiskeys from another company. <laughs> Isn't what they say? With a, a show that's on another network. There you go. Yeah, but uh, that, more about that later. Bradford Lawrence and Beth Burroughs here. Uh, you said you were going to set the table, and we mm -hmm. started with, this once is the, again. This is the 80 proof. The 80 proof. The, the 80... one that's been around since 1810. No. Mm. Longer? Nope. Shorter. Shorter. Mm. Oh, yeah, this is... All right, so the thing about Overholt, this is the... They've been making whiskey since 1810, though, correct? The families have been making whiskey long, longer than that. Okay. But 1810 was, like, the first kind of distinct commercialization of, of their old. family's Overholt whiskey. Okay. Um, and was it a rye? It was. It's always it was, been a rye. It's always been a rye. And, and, it, and it, it continues to be so. It's a rye-only brand. It is the... Overholt... Um, hmm. If Overholt was a person or, or the brand had a soul, and I, I do it at some point in a kind of nerdy way, the brands do have souls in a, in a, in a, in a, in a way. Um, the Overholt brand would be one of incredible grit and resiliency. It has been through so much over 
centuries. When you say it's been through so much, so much crap, so much well, shit, so much been, trouble, so been, much what? It's been through two pandemics. Yeah. It's been through the Civil War. It's been through two World two World Wars. Um, it has lived and been part of people's lives since 1810 through the industrialization and the growth of America. Um, it's been drunk by the people who, who built America. It's been drunk by the, the people who paid to have America built. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been along the, it's been with our soldiers in, in, in the wars. Um, it's, yeah, it's, and this is, and this is the, the, the beauty of the brand. Cause, um, all the stories are true, which is so rare in today's liquor world. So there's not the, the legend of these are, you know, yeah, these, it, these, these are true stories, true stories. And, and, and it's, it's complex. It's, it's difficult at the same time because there's so much that you can start peeling. You can go down all these different rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like Overholt is the longest continually maintained, produced, and marketed whiskey in U.S. history. That I did know, but wow. I just wasn't that, sure. That is a that is a serious title belt. That's a that's a long time. A long time, um, unbroken chain of ownership. Um, started by or commercialized by by one man, Abraham Overholt, whom we will get into. The guy in the guy in the label. The guy on the label who, yeah. when we get to the newer. Uh, products apparently they've slightly changed the expression mm. <laughs> of, of abraham but this is was he was he uh who was he i mean was he a guy with that was that his his uh trade was to make whiskey so that's an interesting that's an interesting side of of abraham's story because abraham was a mennonite um, i mean how far back do you want to go you want to go like way back <laughs> i want to go back to when the man decided decided to say like this whole mennonite thing's not working out for me i'm gonna start making whiskey <laughs> he kept the mennonite thing though <laughs> Well, all right. So, all right. From a from That's a, a is, is, and part of my ignorance, but can you can you can you drink whiskey as a as a you can can yeah. drink and make whiskey as yes. a Mennonite? Yes, okay. you can. All right. Um, I, I don't know. Is, yeah. the, is it the Amish who can? I'm not quite sure. There 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 are some. You've never claimed to be th- very theologic. <laughs> logical here. You know. There there there's some there's some ability to have alcohol. I believe in in both Mennonite. And well, Amish. I know when the Amish go on their. Their, uh, Rumspringa. Rumspringa. Yeah, yeah. They, go, they, they, um, they lose their minds and, and do just about everything. But, but, but overhaul. But the Mennonites, but, we just stay kind of cool and casual through the whole thing. No, but, but Abraham, Abraham was definitely, uh, you know, pushed into that side of the business yeah. and, and was, and was successful and was still, was still very, very, very devout Mennonite. Um, so if you go all the way back, um, the Oberholzers were a German and Swiss family. And they came over on the Mary Hope. So if you want to distill, pun intended, if you want to distill American whiskey down to like a singular nugget, the Mary Hope, the ship. Because they came from, uh, they sailed out of England and brought the Oberholzer family over in 1710. And they... uh, Started to they started to to farm and 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 create a community outside outside of Philadelphia and Bucks County. The same ship, the Mary Hope, also brought the Bones over. 
The bones. What bones. Bones. B o e h m s. The bones. Like bones. Like bones. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So what do you where do you think bones? So what do you think I'm going with this with the bones? So if the so the Oberholzers get anglicized to over get Oberholt. Yes. Did it. So one so one ship the Mary Hope brought over. In my humble opinion, <laughs> two of the main American whiskey icons for bourbon and for rye. Oh, wow. Now, not at the same time. Not the the, same fa- time. the, the families weren't on the, uh, both at the same time. But this, this one Mary Hope boat brought both families over. Mm-hmm. And, and the Bohms landed in Philadelphia as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And have his have history and and roots in Pennsylvania, work their way west just like the Oberholz, uh, just like the Oberholzers Overholz did. And then there's the family tree breaks breaks down. Beth, you might have a little bit more. So they went PA to Maryland, right. Maryland to what is now considered Kentucky because um, a cousin of Jacob Boehm yeah. becomes Beam uh, was a. War hero. Yeah, where did the where did the switch where did the overholzer turn into just overholt, and where did Boehm turn into Beam? So Jacob did it for Beam for yeah. from Boehm to Beam. So he was our first generation master distiller, produced his first barrel of whiskey in 1795, and just decided to change the name. It was easier. I mean, as we noticed, you know, yeah, saying no, Boehm is very difficult. Um, they just kind of like dropped that that German sure off to the name. So is it safe to say that the Mary Hope was uh, a genesis of it all? The the first booze cruise. <laughs> Yes. 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 The first booze cruise. Yes. Somehow I feel like it was a bit um, more reserved than booze cruises that people know now. But yeah. Uh, trying not to die. <laughs> so, so between, and, between famine and, <laughs> and, and disease. Pirates. And what, what, both, what both families brought over was Apple this innate um, knowledge of distilling. Pinnacle on the Lido deck. Pinnacle on the Lido deck. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. No worries. No worries. What both families were trying to so, do. So they so they bring this innate knowledge of distilling over to America. Right. And you know, Henry Oberholzer anglicized the name in about eighteen hundred or so to Overholt, which is what we know today. And there are a lot of Overholts across the country, uh, still to this day. It's a very, very deep family tree. Um now, you know, these families, German, Swiss, were they growing corn over there? Nope. They were growing rye, right. and they brought that knowledge of distilling this particular grain with them to Pennsylvania, Maryland, uh, eventually Ohio, uh, Carolinas, um, and it's important to, again, level setting with the whiskey, right? Like <laughs> rye, American rye is, is actually America's first native whiskey. A lot of people like to say bourbon. Um, I get that, but... but no, but facts, it's rye. Fa- facts of the facts. Yeah, yeah. So the first frontier being American rye, um, then bourbon comes, uh, a mi- and bourbon boom, and now we're seeing the next frontier, which is ironically rye again. So we're happy to we're happy to be part of that story. And uh, yeah, the the rise. I mean, from those early days of me finding the one bottle on the bottom shelf, and I think maybe there was another one. I can't even remember what it was, but. To now, to where now, mm-hmm. where you know you, the the shelves are almost equal as yep. far as has a the, whole space now. Yeah, the, as far as the, the the rye products and the bourbon products, I'm thrilled. I'm yeah, thrilled with it. it's 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 really it's it's a fun time to be part of the brands. It's fun time fun time to be part of the industry, um, and and be part of a. I mean, some some uh, some reports are coming out that you know rye is growing like one and a half times faster than bourbon, which is which is crazy to think about. 
No, not really, because I mean, and this is this is yeah. not a slam against bourbon. I love bourbon. I drink bourbon or, or rye whiskey mm-hmm. every day, but it's it bourbon's had a pretty good day in the sun. <laughs> They've had a pretty good run. Yeah. It had a pretty good run, right? And it's not going anywhere. It's going to continue to grow. There's more and more of it coming out. I think it's time for rye to get the spotlight for a little sure. bit. Sure. Sure. Definitely. I mean, definitely. I like you said, it, it was the first, right? And yeah. it was really kind of what we were founded on as we start to create American whiskey. And then bourbon, of course, kind of gets a bit more of that regulation under Lyndon B. Johnson in 64, mm-hmm. where it becomes the national spirit of the United States. And then nobody was drinking whiskey <laughs> for a while <laughs> until the, you know, essential bourbon boom happens. Well, right. cocktail boom first, yeah. and then the bourbon boom from there. You know, so what Lyndon Johnson made, uh, right? Uh, Bourbon. So in 1964, bourbon. Lyndon B. Johnson set forth the standards of identity of bourbon, making it the national... Congress national. A- Congress actually did something at work. There's something to vote yeah. for right there. <laughs> right? I'll go to the ballots for that. But, like, yeah, essentially laid down what it meant to be bourbon. So in order for you to put bourbon on the label, it had to follow all the rules that Lyndon B. Johnson it, set forth. It, it's funny because there's, a, there's, there's a, either a book out or an article about uh, how uh, spirits came into the White House mm-hmm. uh, during the during the Kennedy administration. And then Johnson just kept on going. Oh, LBJ well, well, loved do, his spirit. Well, do you know what bottle was in the Oval Office under Kennedy? Overholt. Overholt. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dulles. Uh, what was he? Secretary of something? Sure. Um, <laughs> Dulles also oh, sorry, he, bro. he was he was also a, an avid avid Overholt drinker. But to, to bring it back, so like Overholt is at the end of the day, you know, established 1810, unbroken chain of ownership, longest continual, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's it can seriously lay a claim to being one of the prominent cornerstones of the American whiskey landscape as we know today. Okay, so my next question has to be why has it taken so long mm-hmm. to step up its game, so to speak? Overhaul? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to where we are today and where we're going to in, the, in, this, in yeah. this next round. So and go that, round. That's an interesting question. Um, so Overholt was acquired with all the other olds. So Old Granddad, Old Crow, um, Old Taylor, mm-hmm. and Mount Vernon. Uh, back in and around 1985, 1987, when Beam acquired National Distillers. Gotcha. Um, and that they, they acquired National Distillers for like De Kuyper, for the, 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 the big LeCork uh, brand as well. And with that acquisition came um, the Olds. Nobody was drinking bourbon the way they are today. No, and so if no one was drinking bourbon, no one was really drinking rye. Um, so rye was really down there but old overholt resiliency and grit right was always there um since the 1990s that's when you know in 1990 that's when uh the production moved from uh pennsylvania was bottled in ohio actually and they moved it all the way all the down all the way down to kentucky um mash bill changed proof changed age changed and um yeah it just kind of remained overholt 80 proof three year for about 30 years mm-hmm. we um the bonded was um was cut from production in the 60s uh but beam released the bonded in uh, i believe uh, early 2017 <clears throat> um but yeah it's been it's been a, it's been a slow it's been a slow process 
Um, I've been on the Overholt wagon for a long time, even when I was even when I was uh, a bartender. So I was a bartender in Philly for close to 20 years and Overholt was always one of the brands that was, was just there and as we go through the uh, cocktail renaissance of, of the early 2000s mid 2000s we're scouring through old cocktail books mm-hmm. you're trying to recreate these classic rye cocktails right. and sometimes they actually would call out old, old Overholt mm-hmm. as the spirit by, by the name so you're name. like what is this old Overholt thing so even back then I was like as a Philadelphia bartender uh, you know oh this is this has got a Pennsylvania history I'm like okay, so I can, you know, I've got some, I got some Pennsylvania pride when I pick up this bottle, even though it's made in Kentucky. Um, and then it just, you just kind of keep going with the, with the story, and the mm-hmm. story just keeps unfolding and folding. Um, in terms of like why it, why now. Uh, you know, our, our, I, mean, I have my thoughts as to why now. <laughs> I mean, Beam is why uh, not now? You know, I, <laughs> I, I was I was able to. I've been with Beam for four years, and about three years ago, I had the luxury of being able to to speak to some people that were were super interested in in what this story was all about. You know, as a company, we really pride ourselves on on having those really authentic brand stories. Which it's you know, and and I know that Beam Centauri uh, uh, owns mm-hmm. this company, and. I'm wondering, and maybe it's coincidence, mm. or maybe not. And uh, but uh, Beam's also had a huge amount of success here with Old Tub, sure, which yes. is another mm-hmm. old throwback mm-hmm. yep. whiskey, which we just had on the podcast. Oh, awesome! Uh, not not too long ago, I think uh, one of one of our remote podcasts. But uh, also another bargain bottle at mm-hmm. you know For ranging sure. between nineteen to twenty two dollars a bottle, depending on where you get it. And word got out about that here in Ohio because it just it just landed in Ohio a couple weeks ago, and you can't find a bottle of it. People gobbled it up very quickly, and that's also uh, which I know we're going to talk about the yeah. the 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 one one fourteen. You guys moved to a, a whole non chill filtration mm-hmm. process, which is also uh, this, this. So I'm wondering if like, hey, while we're doing this, let's 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 grab the the old Overholt and, yes. and, and and move things along and kind of in a parallel way. You were a bar manager as well, correct? Yes. Yeah. So you, as a whiskey ambassador, you said you managed a, a an actual bourbon bar. Yes. And in a bourbon bar, there's going to be rise. There yes, was indeed. There, there was indeed rise. So what was your introduction into rye whiskey? So really it was that. I mean, I started in a bourbon bar when they opened in 2013 um, and just wanted to get my foot in the door. I had honestly veered away from the hospitality industry for a minute and needed to be back in. Um, So I started as a server there. and I think we had about 75 bourbons and maybe like six or seven rise Mm -hmm. when we opened. Um, I was there from 2013. I left in 2016. So I started as a server with that many um, and I left as the general manager and we had... I want to say 175 bourbons and nice. somewhere around 35 rise by the time I had walked away. Um, and that was really, I mean, just being a bourbon bar first, right? We did def- definitely sure. have a focus mm-hmm. on bourbon. It was during that bourbon renaissance, you know, and everything. But having those rise was incredibly important because with all of these bourbons came the story of the rise. So, like, you know, the Overholt story when we were looking at Beam Suntory um, and some of the other different brands that came along. Um with different do families. You, do you both find in the jobs that you have, I mean, you're a, a, an American whiskey ambassador. You are listed as a rye whiskey specialist, mm-hmm. which uh, 
I'm curious as to how <laughs> what what it takes to become sure a, a, a specialist. Is that, we need him in a heist film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, we need a rye whiskey specialist guy. Yep. We need Bradford. Um, <laughs> but do you find that as you promote these products mm-hmm. and 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 bring these products to various places, including our podcast tonight, do you find that the true the true rye whiskey people also have an appreciation for the history. Do you think they oh, like, yeah. when they're when they're when they're drinking this? Do you think that they really like and and need to know? I mean, aside That's, from the fact how good it is and how it's made and whatnot, right. but do you think that the romance of the story behind it adds a little something to it? True th- whiskey folks, for I th- sure. I think, for true whiskey I think, folks, I think, I, it does for me. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's yeah. The story is where it all comes back to because mm-hmm. when you can. When you really strip it all away and you get down to the core of what the brand is all about, the DNA, mm-hmm. it's it's the story, and is that story true? And is and it's it's an, it gives you an yeah. unconscious appreci- uh, appreciation that you know that the, you don't know where the, maybe where it's coming from, but you have a better appreciation for what you're drinking, knowing what's going on. What are you pouring now? <laughs> all right, so this is this is level two. This is level two. Level two. So, so yeah. So the, so, the so video the first, thumb is moving his glass over. <laughs> it doesn't so want to be left out. The first pour was, you know, just kind of where the brand's been where since it's been. since 1990. So you gotta you gotta remember this. This brand's been around for for 210 years. Right. 180 years of that was done in a, a Pennsylvania style rye, Monongahela style. Um, which is a very particular style of rye, which has kind of fallen out of popularity. Um, we have some small, some small guys like uh, like Dad's Hat out of uh, out of out of PA. Mm-hmm. They're um, you know they're they're doing a true Monongahela style, um, and you know Overhold. The reason Overhold is here today is because it was able to evolve, adapt, and change, um, and we are super proud of the 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 kentucky distillation because our you know our our rye is phenomenal coming out of bean but we're also proud of our history and what we wanted to do with this release here and what 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 releases what are we talking about so this is this is what is replacing the 80 proof the 80 proof so a lot so a lot of stores in in ohio and across the country when you say replacing the 80 proof is going to go away 80 proof is going away this is going to be what's on on the shelf exactly so as so as stores you know dwindle their inventory it will be replaced by this guy with the red cap, new label, um, 86 proof, non-chill filtered. All the goods. Still three years. Still three years. Still three years. Yeah. A little higher proof. A little higher proof. Non-chill filtered. Mm-hmm. And a new label, new package. Yeah, same new bottle. Label, same, same bottle. bottle. Yep. Abraham looks, he's almost smiling mm-hmm. on the old bottle, and he almost looks, he, he, he looks a little... A little grumpy. So yeah, so <laughs> this, this is this is a really interesting, uh, really interesting one. story. So if you look over here, <laughs> he, I, I brought we'll get a picture little, of that. Looks a little pissed off. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's got a deep frown. It's a, it's just a, I mean, he takes he takes his rice seriously. I mean, you know, he, was he pissed that it went <laughs> no, up to eighty six no. proof? <laughs> he's a very serious man. So Abe, so that's actually that portrait is from eighteen uh, around eighteen sixty five. So that's from an actual portrait. Yes. yes. So, and what we did is we actually hired a gentleman by the name of Stephen Noble um, to do the illustration that you see on the label. So, if anybody has an Amex card um, and you know the Amex uh, Knight Ooh. logo, uh-huh, yeah, that is Stephen Noble. It's spicy. So we we hired him to do Abraham's likeness based off the 1865 portrait. This 
frown, the stoic, grumpy frown of Abe, was what the original label looked like back in 1881. So 1881 is when you saw this Abe appear on the label as like a marketing lever. Um, over time, and in like the 1940s, 50s, when it was owned by National Distillers, you started to see the frown kind of turn up a little bit, a, little, yeah. a slight smirk. Yeah, a I can bit. I can only imagine like the marketing teams being like, why aren't we selling enough rye? You know, what's going on with the... Uh, <laughs> get the old man to smile. Get the old man to smile. Get him to smile. So over time, the, the you know his frown came to a smirk and a, a bit more of a smile. And we've made it uh, made a conscious choice, you know. I'm, I'm part of the I'm part of the, the marketing brand team on Overhold as well. Besides being a rye specialist, um, so whatever we did, <laughs> many to, roles on the high school, <laughs> <He does> all, <laughs> the, yeah. all the things, we're a lot of hats. <laughs> so all the moves that we've made on the label, and all the la- on all the moves you see in other in other labels of Overhold, were done intentionally for either. Um, and they're historically rooted. It's not just we're changing the package, change the package. We're kind of going back to historical uh, touch points, mm-hmm. but making them relevant for today. So right out of the gate, you see um, Born in PA, Made in Kentucky. Right. Yep. So acknowledging our Pennsylvania style, our, our roots in, in PA and in the Monongahela Valley, Yeah. Made in Kentucky, you see the, the Abraham's original frown coming back, um, even the red top. So the red top is an actually really interesting. Um, we don't have a lot of documented history as to why it was red we have a lot of kind of like ancillary stories oh, now we get into a little legend now we get into a little bit of a little bit of myth so abraham mythology so, so the overholt family or sorry abraham invested in railroads so abraham was was much more than a whiskey producer he had a fully integrated vertical vertically integrated business um, from weaving to farming to whiskey to coal to flour milling, like crazy. By the t- when he when he passed away, he was valued at like nine point eight million dollars. Yeah. Crazy. Ben was he was definitely loaded. Um, he was loaded. So, but the Pennsylvania Railroad iconically has this red color to all of their all of their main engines. Okay, and the red color was kind of synonymous to the Pennsylvania Railroad. And additionally, um, Rosen Rye, which was the rye varietal, the grain varietal, that was pr- primarily used in, in PA. There was also Horton Rye. Mm-hmm. There was some different styles of rye. When they produced this northeastern Pennsylvania-style rye, Monongahela rye, um, it produced a very like deep red color. Um, if Actually, if you read um, Moby Dick, yeah, <laughs> <We're not> gonna... <laughs> so, book on tape. Uh, book on tape. <laughs> I mean, I, I have, I, and I, I have friends. I have friends that read it. I have a friend that that uh, reads it once a year. Yeah, really. Right, right. He starts the he starts with uh, spring training uh, with baseball and has it completed before the baseball season there started, and he reads it every. So you year. should a- you should ask your friend about um, an old Monongahela. Okay. Which is a reference in Moby Dick. So when they killed the whale, I'm not sure if it Spoiler was... Spoiler alert. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was... What? Come on. So, I never so, got that far. So, so the, so the blood, okay? right? So the blood that, that spurred... And, it, and of course, the you know, novel's a much better... I'm just paraphrasing here. But the <laughs> but the blood that, that, that came out was was as red as Monongahela. Uh-huh. So it was... So Monongahela rye was so 
prevalent in the psyche of America that when you're reading Moby Dick, they knew that old Monongahela meant red, red rye. Like crimson red, too. Crimson like a very red. specific red. I think it's in the 64 Crayola pack. Definitely. <laughs> 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 oh, Monongahela Moby, red. Yeah. Moby Dick's I think blood so. slash I think it is. Monongahela. I think it is. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so we wanted to we wanted to tip our hat. So you saw this uh, throughout history. We want to come back to the red. And also, selfishly, as a standalone rye brand. So we don't have a bourbon cousin, right? Right. If you look at in, in today's marketing, right, you see, like, um, there's a lot of green out there. It's not green. There's a lot of green when it comes to rye. Other mm-hmm. brands, ours included, Knob Creek, you have you have your bourbon, and then you have your, your rye counterpart. And the rye has a green label. Yeah, that was always yeah. You're right. I've, you yeah. know, I've never really uh-huh. much exactly paid attention it, to it, but you're it right. Started with a specific family. <laughs> you know, you're right. That, yeah. But as a standalone rye brand, to make a statement with the red cap, and it's got a historical context. So we're drinking the 86 proof, three year, <laughs> non chill filtered, which I love. Yes, I love. So why why do you why do you love non chill filtered? Because I think you get a lot more of the true essence mm-hmm. of 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 what's coming out of that barrel. Yeah, you know, before that, I think you get the what it was truly meant meant to be. So, Great. so a couple things on that. So there's there's a lot of sexiness when it comes to like barrel char level, mash bill, right. all those things. But there's there's an important process of whiskey making across our industry, and that is filtering. Mm-hmm. And it's not very sexy to talk about, but it's super important. Right. So chill filtering whiskey. Versus non-chill filtering whiskey. Like, one is not better than the other. They both have... It's a lever that our teams can pull, our our blenders can pull to say, this particular liquid stream or this particular product... So is this all in my head then? Yes. That, that, that I like this better? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. There's, a, there's a definite there, difference. There's a definite difference, but it's not... We didn't go to, to non-chill filtering because it's better than chill filtering. Right. It's just, it produces a different end product. A different taste. Different taste. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's not that, like, we did it because it's better than chill filtering. Gotcha. It's, we do it because this particular liquid, what we're trying to achieve with our taste right. profile, and also, historically speaking, chill filtering for overhaul really wasn't a thing till after refrigeration. So, again, tying back Go to, back. like... To going back, it kind of goes back to one of the words you used earlier. It's got, it, you know, the, the non-chill filter has got a little more grit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got a yeah. little more grit. When you're... Out there, and as the whiskey ambassador, your job as a whiskey ambassador is to educate, yes, right, and also get people to say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna buy this, we're gonna try this, right, mm-hmm. for sure. So, so what what how do you how do you lead people down that 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 little path of yours that so, says <laughs> drink this whiskey? Different ways depending on who I'm talking to, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm talking to some whiskey connoisseurs and dealing with like you know major whiskey groups and things, I'm not going to talk down to them and tell them you know what they're tasting, right? Because most of them have a really good understanding. Do you include the history as well when you're talking I about it? I love to include the history. So for me, it's it's multifaceted when I talk about American whiskey. One, it's the historical aspect of it. Two, it's the scientific aspect of it. And three, like you were talking about before, it's that romance, right? And that romantic story behind right. what we're telling and how we bring in that history and that science into that romanticism. Um, as Bradford alluded to earlier, I love the fact that under Beam Suntory, our stories are true. You know, we are, honestly, we omit a lot of things, <laughs> you know, from our history because, sure. 
you know, there's just so much and there's so many different, especially in the bean side of things. There's so many different. We could definitely do like a round two on this podcast. Just saying. If, you want. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> if y'all want us to come back, we yeah. are so down for it. Yeah. We'll, we'll mark it down. We'll make yeah. it happen. Um, but as I'm talking to folks, one, it's always figuring out where they are in their whiskey journey, right? Because everybody's on a whiskey journey. They just maybe don't know where they are. Um, some people don't even know that they've started yet. But I think it's important to kind of level set and figure out where people are. And then talking to them about what they care about. Because I will mm-hmm. geek out over the science of it. But that may go above a lot of folks' heads. I like yeah. this um, term, level set. Yeah. <laughs> I like this the, the level set. I don't know if I've heard it before and just never paid attention to it, but I've heard it like three times tonight. We're going to level set. We're always just trying to bring everybody to that same platform, right? Mm-hmm. As Especially when we're educating on our American whiskeys, we want to make sure that everybody's starting from the same point, at least. Well, that's right. You know, there's, there's, there's kind of a misconception about what this podcast is about. Mm-hmm. We never have claimed to be whiskey experts. Okay. We just love whiskey, so... When I sit here and I ask you these questions, I don't know the answers. I don't. I don't. I don't know the answers. It, it, it's. It's whiskey for me. Almost becomes like art. I don't know a whole lot about art, but goddamn it, I know what I like. You can appreciate. Right? Yeah. I can appreciate it. And if I do appreciate it, well, maybe I want to learn a little bit more about the artist. Maybe I want a little bit more about the whiskey and where yeah. it came from. Mm-hmm. So we don't claim to be whiskey experts. We we're just whiskey fans who love having people like yourselves on to tell us to. To level set us. Those are the best people, in all honesty. You know, when you go in and somebody, you know, if if you claim to be an expert. No. And not you specifically, just if anyone claims to be an expert, there's a good chance I'm going to have less fun talking to them than somebody who says, I'm a whiskey enthusiast and I'm just here to appreciate the liquid. I'm here to appreciate the story, the history, the science, whatever aspect is, all of the aspects together. That's why this is so much fun for me. Right. If I knew all the answers, Yeah, it would it would show it would it would show and I'd be okay. You'd be I know bored. Part of it. I mean, I I I do a little research. Sure. I know a little bit of history. I know the eighteen ten. I know it's Abraham <laughs> overall. I know that I didn't know he was a Mennonite. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. You know, wasn't you know? But but I know some things. But you know, if you ask me, if you get into the science of it, no. You ask me why do I like the non-chilled better? You know, because it's it's it it feels like it's like it's what it's what what's coming out of that barrel. It's got the, more of the grit. As opposed to the to the other, so well, you have more of those esters, so you're gonna have a, a bigger mouthfeel, yep. right? It's gonna cascade mm-hmm. across your tongue differently. And already, I mean, just the, this one, the eighty six, the eighty six non chilled uh, filtration, as opposed to this. I mean, I this I'm gonna have to pick up if there's anything that's left. I'm gonna sure. pick it up for nostalgia. Nostalgia, of course, sake, yeah. Uh, just to have it. Oh, and by the way, we used to call this we call this banana yellow. The what now? So the label color we we call it banana yellow. Banana yellow. <laughs> It's a little insider tip on the in the marketing teams. Yeah. Okay, why banana <laughs> yellow? Is yeah, that just, banana? yeah, it's banana just yellow. Banana, yeah. banana or banana lime? Sorry, banana lime. I think it was the color. Okay. Yeah, that makes a little, a little more little sense. Little yeah, because yeah, I don't see a whole. I, and like when you get into I the would, color would, scheme would, of yeah, things, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. when it comes to the marketing aspect, the things that they say and call things oh, are yeah. not what you would think. Yeah. I mean, I know what y'all went through to get that cap the proper color. Like I remember seeing the trials and like you sending that initial picture to me and saying this is what it looks like but that's not the cat yeah trying to we're try gonna to, change it trying to nail the pms <laughs> the, the pms sorry talk <laughs> talking marketing jargon trying to nail the color um with the with the prevailers it's a f- i've learned so much over the last few years of, of over the, the cap there was battles over the cap there's battles over every aspect of that bottle and every bottle that you pick up not just under the beam well, you think they would have taking a little more time as to what to call the label because I would not buy uh, if this was the color of my banana <laughs> I don't banana know. lime I a, banana, a banana lime if that was an actual fruit 
which you but know, you know but there, there's some there's high. there's some nostalgia to that label specifically that we didn't want to lose right <laughs> like we see so so often like like really sharp departures in design where like we had like there's a, a huge cult following of overholt lovers and especially amongst the trade and bartenders yes, bartenders like so we don't want to pivot so hard where we just disfranchise people are like what are you doing with the brand like why are you doing this mm-hmm. so we're like really intentional changes they have a reason it's just not because it's it's we're trying to do something right by no i the get story that. yeah I get, and i'm and i'm i'm appreciative of that i really am do you want do you want to try some some stuff that you haven't had before i never thought you'd ask <laughs> oh darn how terrible right? so so it's it's not it's not the one not the 114 yet but we got I love these these bottles here. This is the uh, the R and D bottles coming from our science lab. Oh my goodness! All right, the yeah. official Global Innovation Center <laughs> special. So this is the bonded, non chill filtered. The bonded non chill. So oh, this yeah. is so this uh, this uh, as we yeah, all know be, it has to be a hundred proof. It has, so to, be it has to be yeah. Uh, bottle yeah. and bond act of eighteen ninety seven. Yeah, four years. Four years. Uh, single season, single distiller. And this is not out yet. It should be coming out pretty soon. Now, the bonded. Oh, hi, new friends. Um, <laughs> that's our buddy Chip. So, Just so the bo- so the bonded the bonded so new package. So this is the old package here. Okay, right. Um, that's that is chill filtered. Right. The new is- the new is going through a sa- just the same kind of. Actually, it's going to oh, look. You know what else I wanted to ask you before we move on mm-hmm. to this real quick? Um, as I mentioned, this is a uh, what they call a. I hate to say bottom shelf bargain, yeah. but it's a bargain. So what's great what, value? It's a oh. great value. So what is the price point going to went, be? On, went uh, up one dollar. One whole dollar. One whole dollar for for to eighty six proof. Eighty six proof. The red okay. dye costs more. All right. More. That's now that's god damn it. That's a <laughs> that's a company right there. One dollar. <laughs> we're going from eighty to eighty six, and we're only going to charge you a dollar more. Yep. Oh, supersize that bitch. Yes, <laughs> god damn it. We love dollars at Beam Centauri. Like, lots of names for brands yeah. were yeah. bought for a dollar. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. One whole dollar. So, and the bonded isn't moving in price. So it, it isn't. So it went, went to non-shell filtered, new label, new pack, same, same price. That's, and this, and this, 20, is not, this is not going to budge in price. When it you, should be uh, $24.99? Yes. Yes, 20, <sighs> $24.99. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah, it's it's crazy when you know, because do you want to do you want to pour this? Oh, one? you yeah. you do you uh, you do uh, the honors. You do okay. the honors, and while you're pouring, I'll I'll talk to you because as you mentioned, you know when you talk to whiskey enthusiasts and and whiskey connoisseurs and 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 whatnot. Um, mm. or, early on in this, you know, it's just like it's we I would run across people that I just paid you know one hundred and forty nine dollars or one hundred and sixty or or I paid this much for that, and I'm like. Okay, I get it. It's, cool story. It's 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 a cool story. <laughs> yeah. It's a great whiskey, and you found it and you paid it. But you know how many great bottles of whiskey or rye whiskey or bourbon I can get for that same amount of money? You know, if you, mm. I, I don't know. After all the whiskey that I've consumed, I I don't. And maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's my age. Maybe it's just the the fact that I've drank so much. But if I had three hundred dollars, I don't know that I would spend it on one unique, hard to get bottle rather than pick up a case. Right. No, sure. unless I know that it's my favorite uh, yeah. and I can finally get my hands on. Like I think about things, and, and it's never really whiskey that like, I do there's that something with. To be, there's something to be said about that. Yeah. You know, I you know, I because I, I in in the bourbon 
I love John and I both would love Elmer T. Lee. Yeah. And it used to be thirty two bucks a bottle. Oh, I remember. And we used to buy it, you know, I used to pick it up almost by the case when I'd be down mm-hmm. on, on vacation. And now can't get it. No, I can't get it. Can't no. get Johnny Drum. Can't no, get any can't get like any of that stuff that was Rowan's like Creek. you said. Rowan's Creek. Yeah. yeah. Noah's, Noah's Mill. Mill. Yeah, yeah, Noah's Mill. I can so still it, I, I can Buffalo find Trace. them, but yeah, well we're, we're Remember the old Black Maple Hill back in the I day? I do. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Delicious yeah. liquid. Delicious. That was that we've had that. Uh, our, our friend Leanne brought that to us on. Uh, that was on a Dave Pickrell special, wasn't uh, it? Yes, it was. I believe yeah. so. Yes, it was. Yeah, God yeah. rest his soul. Yeah, rest yeah. in peace, man. God a, rest his soul. He was one of my best friends. I love uh, that man. You're you're the second person who has spoken fondly about him. I can't remember who we had on the podcast that was... Uh, I think it was... Um, who, that was very close. Oh, uh, who was down at Oh, no, at no, Marinova. that was Chris Delavi. Yeah. Chris yeah, Delavi, yeah. Uh, the bartender here in town. Okay. Who who, uh, who who knew him very well. They were very dear friends. Oh, Dave bellied up to a lot of bars and became yeah. really great friends. I mean, that's where I became really good friends with him was as a bartender. You know, somebody that would come and sit at my bar and we would just shoot the shit and I wish I would sip have whiskey the opportunity and to, to, to meet somebody like that. He was a special guy for sure. Uh, I didn't mean to sidetrack us. No, there, it's but, totally fine. Yeah, it's, but, it's an homage to people. I mean, he worked for our um, it was Beam Centauri, not Beam Centauri at the time, but it was uh, under National Distillers, right? No. no, no. no. Have Later we poured the shit? Did yeah, you we pour did. The yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. it. OK. All right. So he was one of ours yeah. at one point in time. Was he the one behind the Metallica whiskey? Yeah, yes, yeah. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That so, was one of his last things, yeah. So non, so, what, non, so non-chill filtered on the bonded. So can you give us a bit of a bonded? Background on bonded? Yeah, yeah. For sure. So we talked about Bottled and Bond Act, 1897. Right. Mm. Setting forth. Overholt was one of the first along with yes. Old Forester. Okay. So, so, like, mm-hmm. so being such a prominent brand in the late 1890s, mm-hmm. and they had the money to do so. They had the warehousing to do it. They were one of the first to take advantage and market with under the uh, Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. Did, was it necessary to have old in front of your name? It was in order helpful. To do so? It was definitely, no, it wasn't. Old Forester. In order to. If somebody would have come up and said, we, we're, we're, we're. I'm young Sam. Yeah, young right? Sam. Sorry, no, so, you're, not, you're not going so in. You're not going to be hold on that bonded thing okay. because you bring up a really good point. Yes. I do? I oh, did. yes. I was joking. Oh, no, no. And, it, and, it, and it's. It's directly tied. It's directly All tied right, to the go. old old brand. So Enlighten me. the word old. old. Yes. So you don't see the word old attached to the Overholt brand until 1881. What was it before? Just Overholt. Overholt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you would actually see Overholt Pure Rye. You'd see A Overholt and Co Monongahela Rye. You'd see uh, Overholt and Co Fine Rye. So the Overholt brand name uh, was ubiquitous. Um. Are you familiar with Henry Clay Frick? Do you know Henry Henry Clay Frick? No. In his story, Ooh. yeah. All right, so I wish we had time to do yeah. all this story. Like it's such a deep story. So, 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 so we'll have to make some some, so, so Henry, some footnotes to come back. <laughs> yeah, so Henry Clay Frick is Abraham um, Overholt's grandson. Uh, became one of the most hated men in America. Was um, responsible for taking Carnegie to the next level because Henry Clay Frick owned the coke fuel to make the best steel. So, okay. so as Henry Clay Frick owns the Overholt brand, he's also a major steel magnet and, and titan of industry. He joins forces with Andrew Mellon. Okay, so Andrew Mellon owned the Overholt brand with Henry Clay Frick. 
Because of Andrew Mellon's connection as Secretary of Treasury under Warren B. Harding, he was able to secure a medicinal license, which allowed them to produce during Prohibition. Much like Old Forrester. Old Forrester. Mm-hmm. So because of that, that's why we can claim this long, longest maintained, produced, right. uh, marketed, because we were, able gotcha. to, we were able to produce and sell and market through Prohibition. It's medicine. Yeah. It is, yes. <clears throat> Beams oh, did not. Yeah, honey. I know. The beams in the were not of a, able to do that. In the midst of a pandemic, my friend, yes, it's uh, it is definitely medicine. So under so under the the ownership of Abraham's grandson Henry Clay Frick, he brought on Andrew Mellon to diversify risk. He also brought on this guy named Charles Mock. We know nothing about Charles Mock. All we know is he was probably a marketing genius because in 1881. Henry Clay Frick bought the brand and all rights from the from the Overholt direct lineage. So it's great; it's still blood, but bought everything for Overholt for one dollar in in March of eighteen eighty one. Okay, told you the dollars that carries through. Man, <laughs> at the same time, Charles Mock is is the is the manager of the of the of the the, the distilling where the distilling process and all this stuff. He puts Abraham's face on the label. It's it's it's, it's Mock's idea. We think to put Abraham's th- face on. Yeah, it. as an homage to the founder, yeah. and also you start to see around this time, 1881, um, the word "old" attached to the Overholt brand name because it was a sign of quality. Old was old. If it was old, to, if it was older, old, it had so. So if you think about it, had some history. Prestige, so, if you, yeah. so if you think about the uh, consumer mindset and consumer trends back then, you're like, oh, so 1897. Like, how how can how can I as a consumer how can I know that I'm getting quality liquid? So as a producer of of liquor, you're like, how can I communicate to my consumer that what you're getting is and is an honest liquid is 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 not going to kill you, right? So, so it's interesting that something that the word old would, would be a marketing ploy back mm-hmm. then, but still connotation, yeah, still works today. You know, because when I when I hear something that's old, you know, yeah. I, it, I I immediately unconsciously attach it to something historic. That's, inter- or, that's interesting to hear because because we actually because I've actually heard the con- had heard the converse really? where it's where it's old brands old like. The name is old X brand means that it's not of a higher echelon of liquid. Yeah, but uh, but then you know take take it out of just marketing in in, in general. It's, mm-hmm. It seems like in the last ten years, especially people have been wanting to harken back to to nostalgia. This things. is a guy with the Dean Martin dummy sitting <laughs> right right behind his shoulder here. All right, don't go I think, by me. Well, don't I'm go just by saying, me. <laughs> but I'm um, saying, you know, uh, um. I even like you know I haven't I haven't not had a this is the longest I've gone without a cigarette on this podcast but uh, and this is not a plug for Winston cigarettes <laughs> but but uh, even we're looking even, for a corporate the reason you, these, know. you know these the cigarettes this 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 particular font mm. is the old Winston mm-hmm. font that's so interesting from like the '60s You're when getting... they had you know it, more recently they had a big W and it was right. hip and modern. And I had, had it had no appeal to me when I saw this old font that I remember that my dad used mm-hmm. to smoke Winston's. It got me to buy this because of the old style. 
So what you're telling me is that we're on to something. Yes. yes. I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm that saying. Yeah. Mock was on to something. <laughs> All right. And, and stay the course. Stay the Fair course. Enough. I mean, Fair I think enough. it's a, I mean, this may just be a personal opinion, but as we look at a, a world that is rapidly changing, right, everything in front of us with technology and, and just everything moves so quickly, there's this need and want for things of yesteryear. Right. You know, whether they were something that we experienced ourselves as children or our parents when we were younger, grandparents. And I think that's why the whiskey boom is so amazing because. Because 80s, you know, late 70s, 80s, they were like, that's my granddad's drink. I don't want yeah, that. I, don't I need want to that. set myself apart. Yeah, I you know. I want my vodka. Right. I want my, I want my you know, whatever. I need my Cosmopolitans uh, yeah, in whatever. the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now that we, we kind of look back and we have a bit more of a respect for that. And I'm not slamming vodka. Trust me, when I'm hungover Pace on bills. any given morning, <laughs> I would love a good spicy Bloody Mary. There vodka has its place in the spirit universe. The Vodsod, man. Yeah. <laughs> but... But yeah, there's 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 something, and I I just wonder, I mean we that's a whole other podcast. The it's like a primitive, yeah. yeah. The psychology of it, mm-hmm. you know, what's 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 kind of uh, implanted in you as a, as a young age, what, what you remember. You said that's my grandfather's whiskey, right? You know, or that's that's what my that's what my dad used to smoke. That's what my mom used to buy, and and there there's something. I don't know. There's Come. something about harkening back to childhood. Like I think it's about the artists about that I'm I'm around right now and like the things that they are using as either mediums or, you know, as inspiration. It happens to be cartoons from when we were younger mm-hmm. or, you know, scenes and scenarios that we lived through and it's just I think people are just yearning right now. And right. like again, this is a completely personal opinion. <laughs> no. People are just like yearning for that sense of where they came from or that sense of feeling and belonging and family and, you know, and nostalgia. I should get, I should get a, uh, a psychologist on to find out why there we you have go. that. Why we have that. that, that I took pining. one semester of psychology in college. Does All right. Help? Well, then you're the smartest person <laughs> in the world as far as I'm concerned right now. All right. So tell me a little bit more. We, we, we got oh, yeah. Let's, let's, try, let's talk about what bonded about means. What, 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 what bonded, yes. Bonded, we, we got so, off, we went off the rails there a little bit. Hi, welcome to podcast with Bradford <laughs> and I. Um, we want to tell you all the things all the time. But so Bottled and Bond Act, as we said, 1897, the reason for it, as we were talking about prior, is the fact that so many people were getting ill from drinking whiskey or going blind or uh, in many (laughs) unfortunate cases dying because there was no regulation as to what made whiskey whiskey, right? It was just a whiskey. You could add tobacco juice to add color. You could add different things. Yeah, turpentine (laughs) for color and flavor. There was no regulation. So in 1897, the government said, okay, hold up. We've got to do something about this. And so they step in with the overholds, with other very prestigious people within, you know, the whiskey making business, and they set forth those, you know, Standards of identity, I guess, for bottled mm-hmm. and bond, which were that had to be made in one distillery under one distiller and one distilling season, right. um, had to be 100 proof, four years old. You had to um, have it in a federally bonded warehouse where there were two keys. And there had to be guards. Yeah, there was a guard all the time. It was always locked. I know. I'm retired. I'm yep. saying if I'm going to have a job, that's the job I <laughs> there want. You go. I, I want to <laughs> guard the bonded warehouse. There you go. It's not so much of a big deal anymore because we are so you know federally regulated yeah. that they know literally all of the drops of liquid that we create and where they go and what happens happens to them so side note you don't just find barrels it's not a real thing um <laughs> off the truck you, you know where they are it's a matter of did you decide to use them yet right a lot of the time right, um, right. not to dispel anybody else's stuff but um and proof and proof right yeah under proof yeah under proof four years old be. so my favorite thing about this and i got to tell you about this minimum we did a podcast. Is, it, is, it, is it minimum hundred proof C- could you technically have 120 proof bonded oh I don't know. I need to see the actual way Good that it's written because I don't. Uh, for me and what my I was understanding under the of the law, it was hundred proof. Hundred proof, four years it. old. Mm. Um, 
and proof is a whole nother thing of like yeah. proving that it's alcohol, right? We'll be able <laughs> sure, to light sure, it on sure. fire and all of that goodness. But my favorite thing about it is <laughs> proving, if you <laughs> proving that it's alcohol. You had to prove that was the proof. No further questions right? for this witness. <laughs> this is on fire. It's alcohol. Um it's in low, a controlled environment only. <laughs> but um one of my favorite, like if you look at history and you look at culture and everything, it wasn't until 1907 that we regulated our meat market when Upton Sinclair wrote The Jungle, right? That was where oh, the yeah. expose on the meat market, that was 10 years after we regulated whiskey. So we didn't give a shit about our meat until 10 years after we regulated the whiskey that we were drinking. Well, then you got to have priorities. Your priorities. Yeah. 100% yeah, priorities. Yeah. You're not, back at, back then, you, you weren't always going to get a good piece of meat, but you could always get a good bottle of whiskey. <laughs> you could so, eat that bad meat and then right, drink your whiskey, whiskey and, and just kill all the bad stuff. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, simpler days. <laughs> pre pre first quarantine. Uh, how does that go? Yeah. But no, I, it's a really it's a cool thing that I think you know, especially that we have started to get more into that history of of whiskey, and we start to really look back to what people were doing in the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, mm. and that's where we see bottled and bond coming back on bottles. Because I mean, in all honesty, aside from. Um, I mean, you're always now distilling under one distillery, one distiller, one distilling season. For the most part, I mean, mm-hmm. your grains are going to go bad. And that was the whole reason that they were doing that to begin with, like the, yeah. the distilling and, season. And yeah. I'm glad that you uh, uh, um, explained it again, because a lot of people still don't really know what bottled and bond means. And, and for some, it's just it, it's almost like a. It's, it's almost like a, a, a sales technique, like, oh, it's bottled yeah. and bond. That must be good. You know, well, yeah, it is good. It mm-hmm. means that some time and care was put into it. But a lot of people don't always know what bottled and bond means. Right. We've explained it various times over the course of the podcast, but I always like to and keep me honest here. But we can't even at even at Beam, mm-hmm. you know, we have the we have our two distilleries. Three technically. Three, yes. three technically. Yes. And numerous warehouses across a lot of property. 80 plus. Give or take. Um, never know. Never I know. say eighty plus at this point because yeah. there's one going up, one coming so, down. So, so not every product. We can't just slap a bonded. No. On any product that we produce, because if it's produced at Claremont, it's got to be aged at Claremont too, under right. under under the DSP. Claremont or Boston, because Claremont oh. and Boston both DSP. have DSP two thirty. So DSP distilled spirits permits. There you right. go. Right. So um, that's essentially any time that you decide that you are going to create a whiskey, you're going to have a distillery. You are given a DSP. Now everything that you produce is going to come out underneath that DSP, and you can look on the label. You've got DSP two thirty. Um, that means that it was produced in either the Claremont facility, where our main distillery is, or the Boston facility, which is ten miles down the road in Boston, Kentucky. And because they are ten miles apart. They can still live under the same DSP, but our DSP, um, say in Louisville, when we opened up the American still, I'm sorry, when we opened up the urban still house, that has a separate DSP to distill from because it's 25 miles away. Gotcha. So, so if we were, if we were to produce at that distillery, but age it in a warehouse in Frankfurt, we couldn't call that bond. Couldn't cut it. Correct. Couldn't, couldn't yeah, do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, tasting notes on this, which I'm already done with mine. Um, I'm a slow I, consumer. I yeah. Do you want to try? You want to try some more? Uh, give me. Well, you know what? Maybe just to remind just me a, of just what a I, smidge. Just a smidge. Would you like to give me your arm just to uh, twist it a little? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> just, yeah. Just so, a touch. so what we find? So, so what we find? <laughs> yeah, well, you're out there. So, so what we yeah. what we find? Whitney's with like the, the camera's rolling. My job. Is, <laughs> my work is done here. He's got it propped up here. All like I, this is all I gotta do is turn it off. So this is so this is our our Kentucky rye mash bill. Yeah. Um. 
you know, with the non chill filtering, it, it really lets that that rye spice. Yeah, st- I, really nice. It has a nice pop mm-hmm. to it, but it's still balanced with that lovely vanilla and caramel notes that our Kentucky rye mash bill is so famous for. I love the the overholt hug on the bonded. Tell us more about the overholt hug. Oh goodness. Okay, so when I talk about hugs, I talk to them like they're real people. Um, it's not a burn, right? Burns are bad. Hugs are good. Some just hug you a whole hell of a lot harder Depends. than others. Depends. Oh, I'm a hugger. So like this has been a very difficult time for me. Um, if people <laughs> allow me to hug them, I just hold on forever. Um, I've been hugged and burned simultaneously. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I feel like that's a whole other podcast story that we could get into. Um, but when I talk about hugs, I. First and foremost, when I talk about American whiskey, I like to talk about it like it's a real person because I think that it's a lot easier and approachable Mm -hmm. um, for people no matter where they are in their whiskey journey, right? I don't like walking into a situation and be like, oh, I smell leather and I taste this. Like, (laughs) whatever. You're not going to be able to connect with people. If that's the way that you taste, that's totally fine. I'm not going to knock you for it. Um, But I think that when you're, especially for myself who travels around and talks to people on all ends of the spectrum of where they are in whiskey – it's really important to find a way to humanize it. Mm. And so when I talk about the hug, when I talk about the finish and the way that it hugs me, I like to talk about it like it's a real hug because hopefully everyone has been hugged before. If not, come see me, you know, after quarantine, show me a negative test and I'll hug you. But um, <laughs> it's it's a whole thing, right? So for me, this is a delayed hug, right? So this is almost the hug that you fall into. So you, you think that you're just going to grab a hold and, and really just get like a smack on the back and maybe be done with that hug. But this guy, you just, you fall into him a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. He lingers a little bit longer. You feel comfortable. You feel happy. You feel safe. Uh, and- you're saying that. And as, as you, as you say that the, uh, there was a, a warmth mm-hmm. down here that, that's still lingering and actually warm back up a little bit. After the fact, yeah, so it that, hits a little lower and yeah, you sink he, into so, it. So yeah, so that's what you what you would mean by the mm-hmm. by the delayed hug. Yeah, it's like it went down, it was smooth, it was good, and it warm, but now like oh, it, yeah, you like you say. So think about a hug, right? When you have a hug and you just didn't know you needed a hug, right? Right, and somebody holds on to you for just a little bit longer, and you just you kind of fall into it, like you melt into that hug. That's how I feel about overhaul bonded. It feels like you're melting into that hug. It's very romantic. You know, I told you there's a it's romanticism to this. It's very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, when I'm talking to folks out in, in the market, like I used to, now I do it through a Skype or a Zoom, but you're able to, to kind of relate to no matter where you are, no matter how much whiskey you've consumed, hopefully you've had a hug before. Hopefully you've had multiple hugs before and you can talk about the difference. <laughs> <laughs> after after far too many... I. Too many hugs. I mean, oh, come here, man. Come here, man. Love you. Come here. <laughs> I love At that you. point, here, it becomes a lean you, to come make here. sure that you're, you, you know, still man. standing up. But God. don't don't let go yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Not tighter. Yet. Tighter. I know it feels weird. Tighter. Feels weird. But don't worry. Come on. It's all <laughs> That's right. That's Booker's. That's right. what he's got going on uh-huh. right now. Yeah, That's yeah, a Booker's yeah, hug. Yeah. That's a Booker's hug. Oh yeah. High proof of hug. The Booker's hug is the close to your pajamas whiskey, right? Because you got to be close to your pajamas in order to drink it. You talk about you talk about a you talk about a hot. Hug. A hot, hot hug. A hot it's, hug. Yeah, that's a that's a hard hug. No, like, a, you know, you don't want to go heat, right? Yeah. It's a hard hug. Yeah, that's, that's a hot, hard <laughs> hug. <laughs> so speaking of hugs. <laughs> speaking of hugs. We're going to get into this guy. So I, I got I to gotta pause for a second because this actually right here on, on this on this podcast, yeah. this moment in time, man, is uh, it's really special, man, because I've been working on this project for a, a lot of years. Would you consider this your baby? Uh, Would you consider this something? So, so the whole brand is my baby. I understand, but is 
if you had to pick a favorite child <laughs> out of all your babies. Um, yeah. Is this going to be one of your favorite children that you're talking about here? It is one of my favorite children. Okay. Um, Fair enough. And this is actually the first time that I'm cracking a bottle. Oh, wow. Yeah. Of 114. Get out. So I've, I've tasted the, you know, the R&D liquids that we get, the samples, like going through the whole process of developing the liquid, like, you know, how long do we filter it and, and like, what, you know, all the crazy processes that we do in the back end, which is fascinating. Um, but, and seeing that, you know, the label gets shipped to me, do you approve the label? Yeah, it looks great. See it on a, see it on a, on a computer, but to actually see it in physical form in a bottle with liquid that is ready to be consumed. Uh, that, there it is. Yeah. There it is. That yeah. is, uh, that's a moment. <laughs> yeah, man. Cause it's right here know, in the pond. Right yeah. here in the pond. Yeah. It's, uh, and, Oh, by all and means. And we're done. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and we're out of time. Oh, darn. Got to uh, do it all again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So the, yeah, so the 114 yeah. is the first um, line extension of, or, uh, of, of the Overholt brand. I'm going to say late 50s, early 60s. Wow. So we, have, we haven't done anything. Oh, the brand hasn't done anything under multiple owners, Beam Centauri included, of um, you know, producing something new other than the 80 and the Bonded, which came out a few years ago. Right. Uh, the Bonded was discontinued back in the 60s. Um, we brought it back. But the 114 is the first line extension uh, to come out of the brand since since the since the 60s. Is this is, is this going to be a limited release or is this a little sticker? I'm mean, not yeah, sticker, so, but a little stamp so, on the corner so this, there. So this, so this is a limited release, 2020. Um, it is it is hit shelves. It um, has in the Ohio market. It's it's coming in at 29.99. Um, yeah, 29.99. Seriously, great value. Oh my this god, is, this is a, a four year. Um, non-chill filtered, 114 proof, and the 114 is um, a nod to how the, the a traditional proof that you would find uh, during prohibition, after prohibition. Um, so this is a kind of a uh, an homage to what whiskeys would have perhaps tasted like. Um, actually, I didn't even pour myself some. Jeez, oh, that's uh, too bad. Serious, <laughs> James. Um, you got so wrapped up so in the wrapped opening. Up. I got, I got silver cleanse. Silver cleanse. Um, yeah. So this this is a uh, kind of an, uh, what whiskeys would have tasted like um, back in the day. Um, yeah, man. This is and this is a good cheers, y'all. And, and I should, you know, uh, let me talk directly to those in Ohio that listen to whiskey business and those of you in Ohio who on a regular basis sometimes bitch that Ohio mm. doesn't get any good stuff um, Ohio is if I'm correct me if I'm wrong one of the few that is getting this that's correct yes. correct so yes. so so technically so we made we, in Kentucky born in PA available in Ohio, yes. So, and we we wanted to. So, Ohio is a, is a part of the Overholt story. Um, it's also part of the American story, which Overholt is directly tied to. Mm-hmm. So, the growth and industrialization of America is rooted in the Monongahela Valley and in Ohio. And we wanted to, as as we developed this product, we, I wanted to sh- 
to show the appreciation <laughs> right. of, oh, of of what really this area of, really of the United good. States really brought and, really and with and whiskey you know being uh, being along for the ride um, there's a lot of strength in the in the Ohio community and you'll see this in the 114 proofs so. yeah I, I told you some uh, mutual whiskey enthusiasts on on Instagram have gotten a hold of this mm-hmm. and they've been raving and good, I understand good. now why <laughs> they are raving and the price point to boot yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, amazing i mean it's just this has got mm. i get some nice i get some nice cherry notes and this is actually like i've tasted the this is actually like the first i'm tasting it coming off the shelf yeah. and this is brown sugar creme brulee brown sugar creme brulee yeah i'm that, enjoying that, this that, little moment of that, silence that, as we that, all that sit. <laughs> just a little yeah, yeah savor yeah Come really really great viscosity um for sure Listen, kid, you're going to be something. <laughs> Your daddy done well. He's done very well. You're going to be something. You're going you're gonna to make a mark in this world. You mark my words. So, like, you ask, like, this is, like, something I'm, you know, I'm very proud of. What yeah, to do I said, this is one of your favorite children. But, like, even the, even down to the, the label here and the neck label, this is from the uh, late 40s, early 50s. So this is an actual, like homage to like how they used to put the the and did you come across this or, uh, yeah or, or so, so, so so we so i so i have the i have the um privilege of working with some really amazing agent um design agencies mm-hmm. uh and uh this is a company called turner duckworth that is a phenomenal agency and they've and they've they love the history they love um digging deep into what makes the brand from a visual side like, and you know they're, they're able to pull all this stuff is available like yeah. it's just like you can you see all these old pictures so like they're able to take inspiration from so many different points and really make it come to life um even down to what this is what we call filigree so if you notice say again it's called filigree 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 so this so the border right oh here. the border okay uh-huh. yeah so, all right so if you notice this is uh you know and you'll see this filigree border on the bottle, th- actually itself, right? On the bo- like a little ribbed. Yeah, so right along on this border edge, you'll see this across history, right? Right. So, all the way back to the 1880s, and but you'll also see this filigree. Darker. Well, it's it's slightly different. So it's like devils in the details, right? So yeah. You know, and this and this is something that that Turner Duckworth was like, hey, like we're looking at these old bottles and we're seeing this slight nuance. Do you want to explore that, like? Let's go. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do that. Like that's so nerdy and so like mm-hmm. a little, it's a little, it's a little piece of like, it's that a little history. history yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, and that being said, Wes Overton has oh, a, yeah. an amazing backstory li- of history. Yeah. Yes, and so it's it's not only just things that you can find online and mm-hmm. things that maybe people have captured, but there is a space that you can go to. And like the upstairs that we oh, walked yeah. into was just the craziest space at West Overton with things that go back in history, yeah, much further than I anticipated it being. So this, um, this is not only a hug; this is a hug and a kiss on the cheek. There you go. Yeah, there you go. As well, a couple more of these. You know? yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is. We're not allowed to call them kissing whiskeys anymore. Right now, there used to be one of those. I'd take my mask what? off for this one. They whiskey. used to call uh, <laughs> Bakers the, the kiss and whiskey. Why? Because the proof was just enough to let down your guard to have a kiss. 
don't think we're supposed to tell that story. Sorry. Might need to edit that one out. Might need to edit that one out. <laughs> Baker laughs oh, at it, but there we go. Uh... we'll put that we'll put that in our podcast remorse comments. <laughs> okay. Hey, can you take out that part about what'd you call it? The kiss and proof. It's the kiss and proof. Yeah. The kiss and proof. Yeah, that's that's. It's not bad. I always I always bad. heard it was it was the the proof was, would make you pucker up. There's that too. It, there's like there's a whole like story behind it. and like with it being Baker specifically. Yeah, yeah. You know, Baker was a ladies' man back in his day. I mean, he's still Did a that. ladies' man now. He's 84 and he's still still a ladies' man. Still a ladies' man. Oh yeah, he's, so he he probably would like it to be called the. He doesn't care for the the. No, the he's fine with it. But I'm pretty sure like some marketers have come along and said you can't say that anymore. <laughs> Not in these politically correct times. Who knows? At you this don't point. want you don't you don't want to promote something that says it'll, it'll let the ladies guard down. <laughs> no, that doesn't. I don't think that's no. going to fly anymore. With consent. Yeah. Yeah. It is the kissing whiskey with consent. Um, <laughs> that's going to take up far too much of a label. <laughs> a kiss that's on too the much. Forehead. Too many words. Too many words on a label. It's back there. <laughs> it's back, it's back of the label. There's plenty of room. You can emboss it in the bottle. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um, no, but I think it's like, bonded it's, to be kissing whiskey. <laughs> You know, 114 specifically, it's a, it's a solid, like you said, a nod back to historical uh-huh, proofs. Uh-huh. It's an amazing proof to get a lot of flavor profile out of it to where you're not having to, you know, take too much water to the end product right. to where, you know, when you bring it down from that distillation proof, you're still getting so much of that flavor and so much of that body without having to add too much of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Johnny, yeah, there, and there's, and that, we're, we're super, super like... Yeah, just the the four years, the hundred. Like, it, I'm so glad that turned out. I yeah, guess. it's amazing. And so, a, a couple of a closing questions because we're the, those are all the whiskeys, right? Oh no, 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 no! We have one more. One more. One more. One more. One more. I want to close on a couple of personal notes with you two guys, but we'll let's get to one more whiskey real quick. So not real quick, as long as it takes. I love that you waited until the end to get to the personal aspect. So this mm. one, so this one is super, super special. <laughs> Your guard is down. <laughs> Super, super special. This, uh, what we're about to taste, um, is coming out to the Ohio market um, early October. Okay, so we get a sneak preview. Is that what sneak you're telling preview, me? yes. I love that. Um, I love the sneak peeks. This is in honor of the brand's 210-year anniversary. The brand's... Uh, 210. 210-year anniversary. We are producing an 11-year-old... Um, ninety-two point six, old overhaul, special release, one time only. One time only. Like this will never, ever be produced again. So I took some. Um, it, this one's gonna cost a little bit more. <laughs> this, I can feel it. So I can feel it. All right, right out of the gate, it's it's, it's costing seventy-four ninety-nine. That's okay. Yeah. Look at all the money you saved on all the other bottles. There you go, and it's a one time only, right? So one time only. So. Through all, like, one of the best parts of my job is being able to, like... I think every part of your job is the best (laughs) part of your job. Both of you. Our jobs don't suck. I am in constant envy whenever I have people like you on the podcast and what you do. Oh, my God. To love what you do and do what you love on a regular basis. It's a blessing. Yeah. really is. Go ahead. Continue, sir. So, where was I? Um, What was I saying? One time only. Ohio. 11 year. That was really what you got out so far. I think you're reaching for the bottle. Two, yeah, 210. 
I think you're about to open it. Yeah, I was about to open it. I was about to open it, I think, is what's going to happen. I think you're going to open it. That's okay. a little bit closer. It's, it's you know what happened? You were getting ready to cry, and I stopped I was, you. I was getting ready to cry. <laughs> and I stopped I've you. I've seen so him shed tears so, over overhold. Like, it's not an uncommon thing. It's a real thing. You're getting ready to make So one of the... All right, I know where I was. He's like, stop talking about crying. So, like, one of the best... it's a wonderful life. One of the best parts of my job is being able to spend time and actually, like, do historical digging. Yeah. And there during Prohibition, um, Overholt released an 11-year-old whiskey. It was released in 1932. Um, so at the end of Prohibition. Yeah. And I was like, 11-year-old whiskey? That seems weird. It's rare to see a higher-aged rye whiskey mm-hmm. of that time anyway. And I was like, all right, so what are the chances that we've got some 11-year-old rye hanging around? Um, you know, talk to the right people. And we found, give or take, 60 barrels in one warehouse. and that is 60 a- and only 60? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So okay. this is... Would these yeah. be the oldest barrels probably on, on no, in the rig no, houses no, 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 or no, 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 no. Like for, for the specific... All right. For the rye, for the overhaul. For the you. specific Skew. objective yes. of what I'm trying to do sure. for in terms of liquid profile. and right. all that. We have much older whiskeys, but is there is sure. there an 11-year-old okay. pocket that exists? And we found six, uh, just under 60 barrels um, in Warehouse E. So Warehouse E is our second oldest warehouse. It's a good one. In the company. <laughs> warehouse E. Yep. The word 11 starts with E. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to drink this. So what, okay. Do you know the year? Right. Because the oldest warehouse is going to be Warehouse D, and that was 38. So so this this one's uh, 98 years old, give, I think. That's math, and we've had a lot of whiskey. Yeah, so... <laughs> It's it's, like. it's 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 part of the so it's it's part of the National Distillers Warehouse era that used so that would be old granddad. So the old granddad site. So it has to be the Frankfurt site. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Okay. And I like that you two are figuring yeah. shit out. Sorry, like speak. we have to think so like I said we yeah. have three properties so yeah. we yeah. age on all three of those properties. So our 80 three plus warehouses right. span those three. So it's like, okay, where D is in Claremont, E is in Frankfurt. So this this is this is like a ninety to hundred year old warehouse. Kentucky. Okay. <laughs> Look Ca- at you. Called called Warehouse E was was part of the original Nash Distillers old granddad gotcha. warehouse property. Um it's on a like a little bit of a peninsula out onto a creek that, and the creek name is I'm forgetting right it's now. It's the one that runs right by the distillery, and I'm. Um, yeah. They actually had to build a bridge mm-hmm. because it would actually get isolated with the, when the water would uh, rise. Would rise. So super cool property. Um, it's primarily um, it's uh, level floor eight and floor two, where are the uh, in the Rick House in, in E. Um, and we're talking about a proper Rick House, not yes. a elevator so, or. So, so this is. The la- one of the last nine-story warehouses on our, pro- on our property as well, uh, which we are no longer able to do. So we take um, a certain percentage from floor uh, eight and floor two, 60 barrels, 11-year-old, 92.6. I cannot tell you how many iterations <laughs> myself and the teams 
went down to figure out what was the perfect, perfect proof, proof point, point for the taste profile that we're going for to make it a distinct and elegant whiskey worthy of the Overholt name. And it's here tonight. Yeah. Here it's here it is. tonight, and we get a sneak peek of it. Wow. All right. Yes. And Ohio's one of the few uh, states that's going to get my some glass of that. out for this one. Uh, we uh, we thank James. Jim Canepa on a regular basis on this podcast, and he's about due to come back on. Because I don't think he's we've had Canepa on since the song. pandemic, have we? No, he no. came on. Uh, no, he came on late, right. late 2019. Yeah, so we'll get him on for sure. Fun uh, little side fact about the nine-story warehouses: the reason we can no longer and, do that. And Dino, this is. Oh, hold on. What? What? You keep forgetting to give yourself some. The man gets passionate about sharing. I like that. What? That's for you. That's my last taste. There oh I. man. Well, you know what? I can't. I, I have to, show it, to people. And say this is the last. We already tasted this. You can't have it until October. <laughs> but we did. I have to have proof. Because yeah. they say, oh, you just got an empty bottle. And from I someplace. think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, we're, th- we're looking at about 350 <coughs> cases. I think it's 308 was our last. 308. 308. So, all right. So, so we're basically for the whole country. For the it's, whole it's, I mean, country. All right. Yes. So, all right. For the whole country, A. B, it's only being released in Pennsylvania and Ohio. Right. In between Pennsylvania. and Ohio. Come on. <laughs> Thanks, James. Right. Right. And then, and then, and then Overholt was actually bottled and, and a strong history to the Overholt brand as well. So the Rust Belt, all that stuff, mm-hmm. it, it all, it all co- comes together. Um, I'm excited to try Yeah, this. Kentucky won't get this. Like, so... Kentucky will not get that. I'm I'm in your state. So so you're look so you're looking at maybe for between both states maybe 600 cases total. Total. That's not a lot. And that's and no, that's no. it. It'll never come back that's ever. It. That's it. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> I've said so, it. I, I I say it repeatedly. They 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 bitch and moan about stuff like oh you know when's how come we can't get any Willet products or so forth and so on like okay well. I don't know, but look at all the other great shit that's in right. here, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and it's still, and it's still coming, yes. specifically, almost exclusively when you talk about two states for crying out loud. Yep, uh, it's two, two two states that matter to the brand. That yeah. matter. That's to the, what's that's key. That, that's the key. All right, there yeah. you go. Are you about to raise the toast? Wow. Sir? Okay. Um, I still haven't tried. Yeah. It. All right. So tried. all right, a little bit of a toast. A little um, bit. Of, yeah. You, you to call um, me on my old my old standby to yeah. fighting, stealing, <laughs> cheating, and drinking. If you got to fight order, in that order? If you got to fight, fight for your friend. If you must steal, steal a heart. If you have to cheat, cheat death. And if you got to drink, fuck it, drink overhold. Cheers. I love it. Oh, that's good. So good. Wow. I'm it's fruitier than, than yep. the other ones. And yeah. That is yeah. super smooth. Yeah. Super, super smooth. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of sp- there's there's some spice in it, but it is so smooth. The spice is all the way in the back. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's 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 no. it's li- it, back palate for sure. On the back palate, and it's on the roof of my mouth. Yep. It's a, it's it's a, it goes on my back palate, but a lot of things that 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 have uh, uh, fruit or 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 
especially a lot of the ones that have a little touch of caramel, mm-hmm. it, it lingers on the roof of my mouth more than anything, mm-hmm. which I love because then I can take my tongue up there. No, and, that was, got uh, that black pepper uh, spice. Like an apricot or something right up front. Yep. I could Ooh, be. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know. that, and that's, and that's, like and that's boy, the, the boy is yeah. 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 so far. And that's, and that's the cool years. thing about whiskey, man. Like you know, we can we can tell you all the tasty notes that we'd like to tell, but. Everybody tastes different. Everybody smells yeah. different. Everybody's, like apricots, yeah. like, dude, now, I mean, that's, that's good. Can I, I also have that? a Jolly Rancher yeah. in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely like a stone fruit, too. Mm-hmm. Like, a, mm-hmm. you can get like a nectarine out of it, too, because it has a yeah. little bit yeah. of that Citrus. freshness yeah. to yeah. it. I keep waiting for one of my favorite spices to show up in a whiskey. What? What's Paprika. You're just like saying it. I feel like the natural I'll ta- occurring I'll, I'll compounds. Ta- I'll take that back to my science team. See if we can figure that out for you. I, like I, I want to go to Independence Day and be like, so when does paprika come in? <laughs> when is that? Um, you know, what's the natural compound for paprika, and how does that actually manifest itself in American whiskey? I'm sure. It, I'm sure there's some way that, like, some sort of essence of that. Or, or, spice. or I could just bullshit my way. Like everybody will say, like I, uh, I, I, I can, uh, I get a. A little bit of uh, the spice, a little peppery, and and this I'm just gonna say good. bullshit. I got, I'm picking up a little hint of paprika. Yeah, and there you go. Gonna, and they're gonna look at me, and then I'll be able to say like, uh huh, yeah, you're right. And like bullshit. <laughs> the power of suggestion. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The power of suggestion is so <laughs> ridiculously strong. I want to do that. Anybody pick up paprika? Right. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> paprika and blueberries? Anyone? Yeah. No, paprika, <laughs> paprika, and banana lime. <laughs> there it is. That's what I'm, what I'm picking up on. So you're writing a book now, right? About mm-hmm. your tasting mm-hmm. journey. <laughs> that is well yeah. done, sir. Phenomenal. Well done, sir, to you and your team and your crew yeah. or uh, whatever we're was involved we're, with we're that. Super proud, we're super proud of it. Yeah. Um, well, you guys are going to have, as you move forward, whether it's uh, on Zoom meetings or StreamYard or whatever, they can, hopefully... You'll get back to face to face like huh. like this. I mean, we we've we're we're once again we're outdoors. We're 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 safe distancing as much as possible, but we're almost pretending as though we're dining out on a patio, which you're allowed to do. And and we have dined exquisitely this evening For sure. on uh, some wonderful old Overholt products. Um, a cup. Uh, I I wanted to ask you, and I'm running out of time, but um, you just didn't automatically become a rye whiskey specialist <laughs> that, mm. that 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 you know that that took some you didn't automatically become a whiskey ambassador an american yeah. whiskey ambassador you yeah. said you started in the in the in the bar business and yeah, both of us did. both of us and did. both and both and were you uh were you approached were, the, were you approached? you tell your story or, first or, or and i'll you, tell or mine did you, or did you seek it out um a, a bit of both yes uh almost so almost 20 years behind the behind the stick um kind of looking for other avenues Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. loving spirits um i worked for uh, balvin england fiddick for a a quick minute um so you were a scotch guy oh big scotch i'm still still a scotch guy still a scotch yeah yeah (laughs) really i love i love me some single malts um okay interesting yeah but but still trying so (laughs) well-rounded you're so whiskey it's just just like right like yeah so so trying trying to you know like what's what's next what's next in the the liquor industry career Mm -hmm. um always as a as a bartender and a buyer and 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 a bar manager like interacting with beam centauri almost every day mm-hmm. um made some great contacts made some great friends and when some things kind of fell into place you know my 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 little friends were like hey like we've got this thing with beam 
you want to try and do it? I'm like, cool. And I, I work my way in that way. And then, and I'm like, all right, let's just try and bring this rye thing to life. So yeah, here we are. It's an evolution. For I'm sure. curious. <laughs> approached or sought out? So I think like same similar scenario mm-hmm. where, you know, I, I had worked my way up through the bar. You know, I had been a bartender, a bar manager, competition mixologist, all of those fun long words that don't really mean a whole lot. But, um, the opportunity came about when the person who had this position before me was moving out West. And so she came in, same idea, you know, I had developed these relationships working with them firsthand. Like I, I think about some of these very strong women. It was always the, the females and on, in my journey. Um, so like Megan, um, Jane, Connor, whatever her last name is now. Um, and you know, Rachel and, and these folks that came in and really just said, you know, what do you think? What do you feel? How are you, you know, do you want to do these things? And when Megan was leaving, she came to me and said, so I can't really do anything except tell you I'm leaving. Um, so my position will be open and I would love for you to try to take it. Um, but it takes time. Like this company specifically takes a lot of time. It was five interviews over three mm-hmm. months for me to get this job. It was taking um, personality tests, taking, you know, different PIs and things like that to make sure that you fit in with the team, that you fit in with the strategy. Um, Speaking with all sorts of different people from our main office in Chicago to, for me specifically, in the state of Kentucky um, and people that I would be working with and just to kind of get that strategy and everything. And so, like I said, yeah, three months, five interviews. I got the job darn near my 30th birthday. Yeah, it's difficult to get from behind the bar mm-hmm. to the supplier side mm-hmm. well connections I, it really is it's relationship, relationship building yeah i've always said that the best jobs with the cia aren't the ones you apply for it's the ones where they come looking for <laughs> you <Yep. laughs> it's a very yeah. true statement yeah, yeah. and it's an honor too to have someone like i mean for me specifically it was oh, megan yeah. Breyer who had definitely made a footprint on the american mm-hmm. whiskey you know, education aspect specifically where she had come up with some amazing programs that ended up being nationwide. And so they were very big shoes to fill. And so, you know, finding where your voice is and your role, because I didn't take over that same job that she was leaving. And, you know, the rye specialist didn't necessarily exist before Bradford got to it. So, you know, we write our, yeah, we write our jobs a lot (laughs) of the time. We, we write what our job is going to be, where our passions lie, where, Mm -hmm. you know, we care about a lot of different things, but how can we really focus that into what our job is going to be in the delivery? Well, you, you sold me on your passion right out of the gate when I found (laughs) out that you, I'll I'll say it again, drove in from Philadelphia to be here. And you drove in from Louisville to be here. Yes, sir. Um, I understand that we are in the midst of a pandemic and, you know, the, the road trips aren't as bountiful as they as they once were. But we'll get back to that at some we point. We will. Absolutely. We'll get yeah. back to that. Sure thing. But I can't tell you from the bottom of our whiskey business hearts how thrilled I am that you guys made the journey to come here. This has been, uh, and I'm not begrudging any other whiskey-centric <laughs> podcast that For we sure. have, but this has probably been one of the most informative and enjoyable whiskey centric podcast thank that we've you. had thank you. In, in quite yeah. some time and, and it's all to, to both oh, I mean, Burroughs, thank you for the opportunity we don't for lawrence man thank you i hope you Appreciate guys enjoyed this oh, oh, so much yeah. and i know when we when we drop this that uh that those who love the whiskey centric podcast are gonna are gonna love this one and hansbury make sure we get some photos yep because i want to start posting this uh and teasing it on Instagram almost immediately yep. that we awesome. get some good photos about it's this. Been a lot, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it's thank been a you. Lot of fun. So um, I'm going to start wrapping it up. Let me do the business. You do some business before we wrap up? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, whiskey business is, uh, 
I was getting ready to do your your spiel. <laughs> is a prison with them for the long luck production? Good, good. Do, do uh, your spiel. Yeah, I'll do mine. So, so, so. Oh, look here, Chip's taking some pictures. Chip takes good pictures. Yeah, thank you. dot com, where you can find all of our whiskey business nonsense. Uh, there's there's uh, blogs written by Dino. Our archives. Um, lots of archives. Lots of archives. Lots of them. Uh, also, uh, Whiskey Business, if you're listening to this uh, on your home stereo system, uh, Whiskey Business is, is a, uh, we have a YouTube channel as well, and uh, this is a perfect example of, I've edited out a lot of tonight's episode, <laughs> so you can go back to our our YouTube channel, uh, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis, and uh, you watch our lo- uh, raw, unedited uh, right. videos. Uh, so subscribe to that whiskey Biz- business with Dino Tropotis. Click subscribe in the little uh, uh, notification bell icon. Uh, we're on Instagram. Uh, like us and uh, add us there. Uh, Facebook share our posts. We're going to have a lot of photographs right, and stuff yeah, of, cool, of cool. going on here. Right. Anywhere you get your favorite podcast, uh, yep. Spotify, SoundCloud, and soon to be Amazon and Audible. Yeah, that's right. That yeah, they just well. announced that stuff. Uh, HBO Max. Oh, <laughs> HBO, HBO Max. HBO Max. Coming to HBO Netflix Max. soon, right? Pluto TV. <laughs> yeah. Pluto. Pluto Jeez, is that even still a thing? Quibi. <laughs> uh, and and sh- word of mouth, honestly, uh, you know, we, we talked best. a lot. Yeah. Of this this was very uh, Ohio whiskey centric, and you know, there's your buddy out there that you want to like share this with. So please do that, uh, and we we appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, right. thanks for having us. My guests have been Bradford Lawrence Rye Whiskey Specialist. That's how it's listed on the. Oh yeah. That's how they told me. That's what he is. And uh, he is. And the lovely Beth Burroughs, American Whiskey Ambassador. Yes, I always, we always love to have ambassadors <laughs> on, on the program. We bow to the ambassador. Uh, have been my guest. Uh, the products have been Old Overholt stepping up in a big way, and also keeping the consumer in mind. And yeah, mm. and yeah, this one that'll come out in October is a little pricier, but given what everything else that's coming out and the price point that it is. Under these circumstances that we're at, where people are looking for a good whiskey value, a good rye whiskey value specifically, I don't think you're going to beat it, folks. I, I would, uh, I would uh, definitely pick yours up when you get the opportunity to do so. I know I will, and I'm going to try to go pick up a, an old school one just for. I'll probably end up drinking it though. You know, that's, <laughs> that's uh, what you get whiskey's too. meant to be I'll drunk. Get man. Get one goes in yourself, and then one's and one on the floor. Yeah, I'll probably drink. end up drinking that one too. <laughs> Do like you did in high school. Done. Put put like just water in it. Yeah, yeah. bottle. I'll, I'll yeah. end up drinking. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Drink. The whiskeys are meant to be exactly. consumed. That's what right? they say. Okay, my friends. So until the next bottle. See. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place. The sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.